Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. Multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half. How'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning and then 45 minutes later she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. Hey, this is episode 65 of the Operator Podcast. Welcome back to it. I am Robert J. O'Neill, former SEAL Team 6 operator. This is the Operator Podcast because we are all operating in this thing called life, and as a former Special operator, I want to tell you my thoughts on current events, certain things, politics, all the damn wars that we seem to be starting, all the damn people that seem to hate each other, all the the people that seem to scream at each other, stuff like that. I'm going to tell you what I think about stuff that's going on. Um, and I want to hear what you think about that stuff, too, and I'd love to hear your retorts. And I do read the comments on uh, social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Truth Social Things like that, Facebook. Facebook, I'm not good enough on. Uh, and I'm not not that I'm not good enough. I don't I don't get on it enough, but I should get on it because it can be entertaining. That's that's what the uh, internet was originally intended for. Am I right? Go out there and have fun. We can have fun too. There's still some very impressive people. A lot of the comments are funny. People are generally funny. People generally get along. Sometimes even on the internet. All depends on which part of the internet you go to. But uh, people are generally funny. Sometimes it's good to get off the internet. And go outside and see things. It's just good to go outside in general. Even in the cold. Cold's actually supposed to be really good for you. But uh, getting outside is good. And uh, and the point is, I I do read your comments. And I want to hear what you have to say to me. And I'll say it back to you. Um, I've been dying to talk about my trip to Mexico. And the training, if you will. Therapy, if you must. That I went through for stuff that's happened in the past. Stuff that I hung on to. A lot of uh, of guilt. A lot of hyper... uh, sensitivity shit and I don't mean politically even though sometimes I've been accused of that but uh, the best way I've heard it described by one of my buddies uh, who went over to to Iraq as a marine mayhem uh, <laughs> mayhem's awesome we share some stories but one of the things he told me about that war and the other wars is we went over with the best intentions but we brought some bad shit back with us, which is true too. A lot of a lot of people that have been over there brought some bad stuff back, post traumatic stress, and I have um, experienced that, experienced guilt, and I went to Mexico to do ibogaine, which I think is from the tree of life. It's incredible. It can be scary, and I want to tell you all about that. I want to get guests on here that have done it. It's popular. The psychedelics work. We don't have them here because they work, and no one, no one in the, no one, none of the powers that be, and I don't even mean lawmakers because our lawmakers are proving right now they don't even make laws. They can't even really lead each other. 
They can't lead themselves <laughs> or whatever. The powers that be are obviously the people behind the curtain, the people that fund the non-governmental organizations, the unelected bureaucrats, people that uh, um, tell you about mandates and shit like that. And um, they don't want it here because there's no money in curing people. And I want to talk about Ibogaine, but I'm not going to today again because... Too much going on in the world. Israel and Hamas is a big one that that we need to get into and talk about. And we're going to do that today. We need to talk about what Iran is doing. Iran's behind the whole damn thing. And don't let them fool you, even though they're trying to play the whole, uh, well, we don't have any definitive proof. All right. (laughs) I always say I wasn't there. Okay, I'm not in Iran. It doesn't take long to see that Iran's funding everything. Iran's funding Hamas, even though Iran is Shia and Hamas is Sunni. They're also funding Hezbollah, which which uh, surrounds the state of Israel. They're funding the Houthi rebels in Yemen who are fighting the um, Saudi-backed dudes uh, because Saudi Arabia is, is Sunni and, and uh, Iran is Shia. And if you can believe that, they don't get along. But Iran's behind everything. Uh, the Houthis were shooting rockets, missiles, whatever, cruise missiles. They're, they're saying out of Yemen, claiming they're aiming from Israel, but there's a Navy ship nearby, I guess, that shot them down. That's an act of war. Iran's always doing that stuff. Iran is the reason for explosively foreign penetrators that we ran into in Iraq all the time that were uh, in, in Iraq. Again, Saddam Hussein was a Sunni. Iran is Shia, and they were throwing uh, dudes in there from Iran to to back the Shia government, and then they were teaching the locals in Iraq how to... The only way that they can defeat Americans is uh, roadside bombs, suicide bombs, not toe-to-toe. That would be like you literally fighting a baby, and, and don't fight the baby, but uh, they wouldn't stand a chance. Nobody would, and and especially with our coalition, especially with the Brits. I love the Brits. I mean, especially with with our allies, who who a lot of um, governments don't let them fight. I've been to Norway. I've trained with the Marine Jaegers. Those guys are studs, man. Easy on the eyes, too. They're good-looking dudes. Hey, I'm out of the Navy. I can tell you. You might not ask. I'll tell you. Good-looking dudes up there. Norwegian Jaegers are awesome. Worked a lot with the German comms. We're sick-ass combat divers. Great dudes there all over Europe. Um, the Aussies, the SAS, there's man, there's some, I got to get some Australians on here. Great dudes and the Kiwis. And I guess the point I was making before I went down that rabbit hole is, is with our allies. And I disagree with a lot of, you know, even NATO being around right now, even though it's because of Russia and Russia wasn't a threat until they decided to invade Ukraine, which is not a NATO ally. Um, it is a place where there's apparently some huge washing machines because a lot of cash that we're printing goes over there, gets washed, and then has a beautiful home or two offshore. Beautiful places where you can put money after you wash it. That's what Ukraine is all about. Um, we're doing stuff there, but we don't have a lot of reporters on the ground anymore reporting on that. They're reporting on Israel. The point I was getting, though, is even though Iran is kind of like, there's a couple of places over there in that part of the world, that part being the Middle East, that uh, are the center of the world, Pakistan. Prime example, Pakistan's the center of the world, in that part of the world, because a lot of people over there, and I've explained in previous episodes that when you're from that part of the world, a lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of the normal, I mean, we have people here in this country, in on this continent, on the what, what some people call the World Wide Web, which is another three-letter agency. WWW stands for the World Wide Web, which is amazing. Um, there are people with access to a lot of stuff that still say the earth is flat, 
which um, again, I got to get some of those. I got to get some of those dudes on here too because. In their defense, there's some uh, conspiracy theorists. In their defense, there's some dudes that do some really good research. And based on some of the shit we've been seeing and not seeing, um, possibly some valid points. G- good for a conversation, which I wish we could get into. I wish it could be you could just you could sit with someone and have a conversation. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, but there, I mean, there are people now that. Uh, especially on the right that can't get on college campuses because they're conservative views. And obviously if you have conservative views, you're a white supremacist, even if you're not white, like remember Larry Elder that ran for, he's running for governor now, or sorry, president. Now he ran for governor of California. Larry Elder is African American dude. Great guy. Um, smart dude, but because he doesn't, um, believe in the bullshit on the left, he was called the black face of white supremacy, which, Hey, 2023 down is, up and up is down and and all that nonsense. But uh, it would be good if we could get people to, wouldn't it be interesting just to hear conversations? Like I've been on TV quite a bit and I hate when people start yelling at each other. And if someone starts yelling at me, I'll just stop and let them talk. And I'm, and I'm not, I don't mean just, you know, when I'm a talking head, I don't mean another talking head. I'm talking about a lot of the on-air talent. They call it the talent. That's what they call it. The people that you see that are talking, that are yelling, boy, they love to hear themselves talk. And I know people on TV that will, um, They'll ask you a question, then answer it for you before you get a chance to talk. It's like, bro, calm down, you know, cool your tits. I'll, I, I got this. But it would be interesting just to have a, a place where people could sit down and talk. Hopefully, we can do that here. I'm looking at getting a bigger place, a bigger place where I can have guests. And I, I have obviously interviewed some great people. And, and Zoom is cool. We we learned that during the pandemic. Man, if imagine if you knew about Zoom before. And I hate to say the pandemic. Imagine if you knew about Zoom before the the uh, one world government threw us all in lockdown that we would, that we would be required to use Zoom. Like I got Zoom, man. I I can Zoom it up. I I uh, I talk a lot about my former teams in the in the Navy at Joint Special Operations. Operation Command, JSOC at uh, SEAL Team 6, working with other guys. I talk about uh, the team there, how everyone is is part of the team. And and I believe that. I mean, I don't believe that. I know that. That um, in order to get in order to get where you're going with whatever it is you are delivering, people need to get you there. And one of the one of the most impressive things that we had uh, communicators, communicators, radio guys, um. The Air Force dudes, the combat controllers. Now there is some, uh, that's some episodes. I got to get some of the CCT guys there. Again, easy on the eyes. Those Air Force dudes are hot. But um, yeah, the, the 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 communicators, man. They, they um, what the hell was I even talking about? I kind of got off track there. They they were, but I, we had them communicators. Everything from when we when we took off from Virginia Beach, Virginia, on my birthday, April tenth, two thousand nine, to fly to the Indian Ocean to rescue Captain Richard Phillips. Um, we had communicators on there setting up radios. We had, make sure your radio stuff's ready when you get there. CCT guys, obviously they didn't need to be told they have their stuff ready. We brought them with us as well. Um, but before, like <clears throat> I, whenever, so, to me, keeping it simple, mastering the basics. If something works, but I don't know why, it's just magic. It's calm guys are magic. Calling, I mean, okay, granted, I'm, I'm selling myself a little short. I did know how to do a few things on the radio, but calm guys were amazing. CCT obviously are amazing. Communicators are amazing. I wouldn't have trusted myself to set up Zoom before the pandemic, but now I do. 
And Zoom's great. What I was getting at is, could you imagine if before the government locked us down, like right around the time that they were showing us the videos of uh, dudes on subways in China just blasting filth out of their assholes in their faces, like invest in Zoom because this is coming to us, but we didn't do that. Also, if you would have told me we were going to watch the Tiger, Tiger King, man, do you remember the first part of the pandemic before we lost all the toilet paper because toilet paper for some reason is a survival mechanism. I didn't think toilet paper was a survival mechanism. I thought it was just nice to have. You can live without it. Um, I actually talked to Tiny during it when during the pan, during the lockdown when um, they took the toilet paper away. Someone grabbed all the toilet paper, and, and I've mentioned him in my podcast before. The Irish fight and rock, great stuff. Again, got to get him on this. But he called me. He's like, "Bro, um, why can't we find toilet paper? I've been in the I've been in the woods for a few weeks." There's no toilet paper. And I said, well, here, I started to explain. He goes, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm good. I'm good. I got a lake. Like I said, it's just nice to have. It just av- avoids that weird one-man lake bath. Or two-man, two, hey, you do you. I don't care. You can do that in the bath. But <clears throat> pandemic, Zoom. I'm trying to get a studio to do uh, do some podcasts with people in person. Hopefully very, very soon. I'd love to get up here. Because there's, there's so much to talk about. So much to talk to. And I personally think interviews in person, are just better that way. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about things that are going on. Um, the president going to Israel on Air Force One. Uh, the president giving an address last night to the world. What I think about that, how we can't mention Israel and the horrific, unthinkable, savage terrorist attacks without mentioning Ukraine because you got to do that. So I mentioned Ukraine earlier and all that, guys. So we're going to talk about that. Two on this episode, episode 65 of the Operator Podcast. I'm really glad you're here. And we're going to get into that in eh, a couple minutes here. But first, we need to talk about some of my friends. Along with the wars, the proxy wars, the cold wars, and the soon-to-be hot wars that are coming record inflation, all that stuff. And again, you can hear pundits and politicians uh, and anybody that says we've always been very clear, those people um, aren't mentioned. Like, trust yourself when you go to the grocery store. I I made some uh, tortilla soup, chicken tortilla soup the other day. I'm a Crock-Pot guy. Dude, this isn't even an ad. Get a (laughs) Crock-Pot. Especially uh, if you're a, a college dude or, you know, single dude with a you know, whatever, house, apartment, studio, or you have college kids, the Crock-Pot's the way to go. Uh, you can, you know, read the instructions, turn that shit on. I'm a big believer in the, uh, I, I, I prefer the six to eight hours on high or on low, but four hours on high, do that. But yeah, but I went to, I'm being serious. I went to the store the other day, walked down to the grocery store and uh, bought my stuff for soup and it cost $100, over $100 for soup. I mean, it's good soup, but Christ, for that much money, the chicken itself should be, stirring it and then putting his own ass in there it was chicken tortilla soup delicious but the crock pot but I, I noticed it's expensive and it's uh that's another thing that comes with printing printing all this money up and um sending it to god knows where and then who else gets it because they're doing whatever but uh, i think that we are on we're on course for a for a uh, an economic meltdown and eventually that is going to affect you your savings and your retirement so you got to pay attention to this inflation like i just mentioned has surged to a 40-year high. Your budget, you budget carefully on each trip to the grocery store, like for your, for your very expensive crock pot soup, but it feels like 
It's a wallet-pinching experience. Gasoline prices have doubled since 2020, since the lockdown. Your monthly bills, you've probably noticed, are escalating. Inflation is an evil silent force that eats away at your purchasing power and ultimately your ability to save for your retirement, your golden years. Do not let this happen to you. Protect your retirement with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Alex, Mark, and the team will take the time to help you understand your options and make the best decisions for your future. Whether your goal is to own physical gold or protect your IRA or 401k, the professionals at Allegiance Gold are ready to help. They've earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metal industry and have built relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Here's a great website to go check out. Go to protectwiththeoperator.com today. Protect with the operator.com or you can call 844-790-9191 and you can get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase. Don't wait, protect your future now. Do it with Allegiance Gold. Again, that's protectwiththeoperator.com or call 844-790-9191. That number again is 844-790-9191. Go with Allegiance Gold. And also, I mentioned this uh, all this week, the new one I've been thinking about and sometimes saying is when you are preparing, when you are uh, planning for anything or even talking or writing, you, you don't necessarily need to go with the fads. You ever notice the fads just kind of change? Go with the times. If you're going for clicks, it's just a fad. You want to you plan ahead. When you're writing something... Um, when, when you're, you know, keeping a journal or writing a book or whatever you're doing, um, you, you don't necessarily need to do the now you need to think, how is this going to, uh, how's this going to be in 30 years, your kids, your grandkids, think about stuff like that as instead of, you know, what's, what's the popular thing to scream about. Um, the future hopefully comes for all of us. And I mentioned your kids and I mentioned your potentially grandkids. I hope I need to tell you because this is the Operator Podcast, I talk about war, that war has rules, but babies do not. Dirty diapers, screaming fits, sleepless nights, parenthood is not for the faint of heart. I know that from experience, dude. Tactical Baby Gear is what I want to tell you about. It was founded by parents, for parents, with kit you'll be proud to carry, and you'll overcome every spit-up, every blasted diaper blowout and meltdown along the way. And because this is invented by parents, seriously, Parents that are home with kids, um, necessity, when you really, really need something, that's when you invent necessity is a mother of invention. But So parents invented tactical baby gear. Prepare for whatever parenting leads you to with everything cool. Um, I love the pouches. I love the new uh, wipes. They're, they come in the E&E kit, but now they're selling more and more because babies are unpredictable. Eight wipes per resealable pack. You can get them in uh, 10, pouch, um, 10 pouches per pack for Five bucks. Complete diaper bags. Uh, seven different mods. You got the tactical totes. You got the hook and pile tape, Velcro, that alien shit that uh, you could put all the cool names on, mommy, daddy. Packing cubes are there. I dig those because when you want to be squared away, that's the way to do it. At tacticalbabygear.com. Use promo code the operator and you'll get 15% off. Tacticalbabygear.com. 15% off. It is worth going to that site. By the way, check out their podcast too, Tactical Baby Gear. It is worth going to tacticalbabygear.com. Check out the Veer Cruiser. Just look at the picture. Look at the wheels. Off-roading with your baby and you. You might be running. 
Look at the drink holders, all that good stuff. Tactical baby gear. It is highly practical, highly functional, extremely high quality. Always ready. Veer cruiser, diaper bags, diaper care, strollers, wagons, everything in between. Lifetime warranty. Again, use code the operator. Save 15% at tacticalbabygear.com. Code the operator. I love saying you won't need to say, don't tread on me. You can say, don't poop on me. God, guns, and diapers, baby. But uh, what I want to start with today that we're all, a lot of us are talking about, a lot of us are screaming about, is what's going on in Israel and what Hamas did to Israel. And uh, a lot of the responses, I think, the, I mean, the root problem of what is going on for we as a society is you see it at universities, obviously. That's where people go to. They used to go because it's a place of higher learning, but now they go for activism. Activism, um, because they need to be active. And it's always been that way. You know, people protest here. It's getting into the, uh, the high schools. You see that stuff here. People protesting in high school, screaming about everything. And they're, um, the pro- the, I think the root cause is a lot of people are afraid of the truth and they don't say what the truth is. The truth is usually very simple. It's usually the, the easiest thing, too. The truth is great because you don't need to remember a lie. The truth, the truth, the truth. But there, a lot of people are being fed crap. And it's because of the Marxist communist ideology that's been creeping into this society, especially in the United States, Europe's and Canada, man, they're 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 further than we are. But um, as far as maybe not making a comeback, the Marxists are here, the communists are here, and a lot of this is uh, everything from you know. And I'm saying this a lot: infiltrate the media, which they have, infiltrate entertainment, Hollywood, which they have, infiltrate the universities, my God, which they have, the school system, start them at an early age, get rid of the um, nuclear family, get rid of right and wrong. Anything you want to do is fine. Raise people to be victims. And then also raise people, kids, to hate. So be a victim and hate. And that, to dumb it down, that's kind of what's going on in a lot of different places. We have issues in the Middle East, in the Gaza Strip, in the West Bank, in Lebanon, where... Um, kids are being taught, well, they're being taught to hate Jewish people, first of all. They're being taught to wipe out Jewish people. And that's stuff that um, we saw in the 20s, 30s, and 40s in Europe. Didn't go well. Uh, and we're seeing that kind of stuff again. Uh, victimhood, they're bad, and we got to get rid of them. And if you, right now, I mean, in Hamas run schools, Palestinian schools. Have you, if, if you haven't looked up what some of the kids shows, like their version of Sesame Street is just jihad. Like love jihad more than you love yourself and more than you love your um, parents. Love death. And, and they're teaching kids that. I saw a weird video where they were teaching math to young, young kids and they were describing that if you have one Jew and kill him, that's zero. So one, uh, one minus one is zero. And you're teaching math that way? They're teaching other stuff that way, and that's it's the root cause of. If you teach hate, you're going to grow up to hate. If if you if you teach people they're constantly victims, they're going to grow up to think they're victims, and they're going to hate the people that they're being taught or oppressing them. And you see that going on on a lot of places. Divide and conquer. It's happening here. It's happening in our places too. They're they're um, 
uh, they're teaching the wrong stuff. And I, someone who's been to war and someone who has kids, loves kids, loves families. I love people. Um, I've seen kids. Kids are the most innocent thing there are, and you, you shouldn't be teaching them to hate right off the bat. There, there's like I saw a great one today with kids <clears throat> that if you want to help a kid's self esteem, talk to like obviously um you know a kid that that is um functional as a child, t- talk to their stuffed animals about them in front of them to teach them self-esteem and stuff like that because kids are very impressionable but if you're teaching them hey uh this person doesn't like you and i can tell you that and you're a victim so grow up to hate him and when you see him um you should beat him up or you should kill him that's that's probably pretty much not the way to go and then a lot a, a lot of uh a lot of these schools are doing the same thing because these teachers are professors and teachers unions and and uh governments and and people wanting sell uh power for themselves even though they don't, they don't realize they're useful idiots and once the people and communists get in power it ends the same way every time uh, it ends with a bloodbath but uh for some reason they're doing they're teaching kids the weirdest stuff uh and if you think about it too i'm not, I'm not gonna i don't want to get into all that right now but but um you you have people screaming just believe the science Right? I mean, first of all, you don't believe the science. Science is not final. Science should be guessed. All, not guessed. Science should be questioned. I guess about it sometimes because, I, like I said, I'm not that smart. I need a communicator in here to tell me what to do. But you need to question the science. And that's how science works. And it's a theory. It's not, I mean, some, some laws are laws because they're laws. But you, you think, think about how weird this is where they say, like, uh, you just need to trust the science. Trust the science. The planet's getting hot. Trust the science. Fine. I trust the science. The boy has a penis. No. Well. That's science. I can't trust that. But then they're teaching these people to uh, all this crap, and then they're teaching for something, some reason that the Palestinians are victims and, and the Jewish people, Israel, are the, the oppressors. And, that, and, and, and I don't know if you know this. This isn't the first time that the Jewish community has been called oppressors. I personally think it's because they're successful. Uh, they're, they're successful. They, they believe in their religion, and they believe in the nuclear family. And once again, they're successful, probably because a lot of that. And when they show up in different places, they, uh, they're successful. Someone who's not will say, well, they're successful, so they're oppressing you, so we got to hate them. And, and that's a lot that I think is happening. And so then they vomit this stuff onto kids in these schools. I mean, we're, we're looking at, at, at protests that – and, I mean, I'm not just talking about – okay, a bomb went off in the parking lot of a hospital. Uh, on the Hamas side of things, the Palestinian side of things. And naturally, Hamas came out right off the bat and said, it was Israel and they killed 500 people in the hospital. They're bombing hospitals. Now, that's obviously not true. Israel, I mean, Israel is under a bigger microscope than anyone else is because everybody on the weird side wants them to fail, wants them to be the bad guys. Israel, no, this, this war that's coming, they are going to need the support of people. And they they know that they need to prove that they're right. Now, Hamas doesn't give shit. And they're going to just play on emotion, which they're really good at. And unfortunately, a lot of uneducated, stupid, ignorant people, including in this country, love emotion. And they start flipping out that Israel's bombing um, hospitals in Gaza, which they didn't. It was, it, was, it was Hamas that shot the missile. Or Islamic Jihad. You know, you say potato, I say fucking jihadi, whatever. One of them. <laughs> One of them fired a missile, which means it was an errant missile, maybe, that hit a parking lot because the hospital's still there. Uh, so they're incompetent. They, I mean, these are these, they're making these in their basement out of pipes that uh, the UN is and we and Israel are giving them money to get pipes for water. 
to their people. They don't give a shit about their people because they love death. They can make missiles out of them. Who knows? But they either shot it there on purpose, which they'll do because Hamas loves to loves to kill their own people because why? They can get their cameras in there and they can film. I mean, again, I love kids. I love I love families. And people are actually getting hurt. But is it the narrative Hamas is t- fucking Hamas is telling you? No, it's not. And then Israel needs to prove it. But these come out that we, uh, the Israelis had bombed a missile with, and they, they love using the JDAM word, which we'll explain what the hell that is. But it had to be because, and even dipshits on the internet, well, listen to the sound of a JDAM. And then listen to, okay, Hamas did it because they're incompetent or they did it on purpose. They got what they wanted. Their people were killed. So then the, um, the protests start everywhere. And then protests. I had a tweet that said, so today they called for a day of rage in the Muslim world or commonly known as fucking Wednesday. Because every day is a day of rage when you're raised as a victim. And Israel's bad. But they were protesting Baghdad, Istanbul, Doha, Qatar, Tehran, Cairo, Berlin, Greece, Montreal, Beirut, Yemen, Morocco, anywhere you can think of, anywhere there's a consulate. or uh, I mean, we're so close to another Benghazi. And we have the same fucking people in the State Department. They're going to blame it on a video. They're going to blame it on Israel. Hamas did this. And then, I mean, even look at, we have elected members of Congress. We, I mean, legit Hamas in Congress. Rashida Tlaib. Now, when, when the people in Israel lived their worst nightmare, didn't live it, experienced it. Most of them died horribly. Uh, and they were decapitating babies, which people are saying, no, Israel made that up. No, they didn't. These are animals. The, sorry, they're not even animals. These jihadis that came through, the, the scum of the earth, savages. And they, 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 and they were doing things to babies. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I mean, if you, you look at a picture of a baby carrier with blood all over it and a crib, what, what do you think happened there? Stories of, uh, I mean, the, the worst thing you can imagine. Saying they're, you know, g- getting... Locals, uh, Israelis at knife point and gunpoint point, walking them to other houses, screaming in Hebrew, hey, the, uh, this is okay. The Israeli Defense Force is here talking. People coming out. People came out were murdered, raped, heads cut off. People that didn't come out, once they were in the house, Hamas knew they all have safe rooms. They're going to find the safe room. They're going to try to kick it in. Barricaded door can't kick it in. Try to shoot through it, can't do that. You know what you do? They burn the house down, alive, with people in it. Houses they did get into. <clears throat> they would... Um, Find families. I heard a story of two... I, I wasn't there. I'm telling you a story I heard. I always like to caveat it with I wasn't there. However, I have been to these parts of the world and I've seen these people eye to eye. And I'm telling you what I believe. Do your own research. But it's, I mean, but they do have horrible videos and aftermath photos. Going into a room where there's two sisters, handcuffing them on separate sides of the room and then burning one alive while the other one watches. Then burn her alive. Worst... Nightmare imaginable happening to these people. And for hours. Death. If you're lucky, you get your head cut. If you're lucky, they just decapitate you. You saw the videos of the the woman kidnapped getting out of the back of a thing with everyone yelling, Allahu Akbar, which, by the way, doesn't mean God is great. It means God is greater. My God is greater than your God. That's a competition right there. They're yelling Allahu Akbar, spitting on this terrified woman, young woman. You see all the blood coming out of the the, uh, bottom part of her? Not the bottom part, but um, you know which part. Blood everywhere. How did you get that? Did she trip? Did she trip and fall on her butthole? Or did she get gang raped by these savages? 
So the point I'm making, and and if you want, look it up, see what they did on a holiday when everyone's asleep peacefully for now. So they run in there and they go up to Rashida Tlaib and ask her. Um, correspondent from Fox News was asking her, "Do you can you at least say you condemn the murder of babies? Not a peep, not a peep." Now she's before she got elected to Congress, she's huge into running around like a fucking caveman, screaming at everything, blah blah blah. She's a victim. They're a victim. America sucks. Uh, they ask her this question. <laughs> she um, can't answer it. Peep, not a peep. Runs into a secluded members only. Elevator, which are there. Those are real, too. Because, you know, why would why would Congress be accountable to talk to their constituents? Just run away. As soon as this bullshit uh, thing happened with the hospital in Palestine, everywhere, she's tweeting out how Israel did this, now they're bad. That causes for these uprising, <clears throat> violent protests. Uh, and then it's proven that the Palestinians did it to themselves, still out there r- ranting and raving and crying about how bad Israel is. And this is horrible. These uh and and then there are, I, you hear stories of these protests and loud and uh, schools high schools on the west coast and then universities all over the place UPenn, Columbia, Harvard, NYU, countless others screaming violent. Um, there are students uh, Jewish students that won't even go definitely aren't wearing the Star David around their neck because it's so damn violent. They're screaming. In the classrooms, I saw a high school video, and they're doing it all over the place because I think it rhymes. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Now, let me break that down for you. From the river to the sea means the the Jordan River to the sea. Israel's in the middle. Palestine will be free. That means they're going to wipe out Israel. That's what they're screaming. Do you remember when people were vocal about voting for Donald Trump? And they got doxxed and they got canceled and they lost jobs. And they were attacked. The media all over them. These talking heads, the liberal news stations all over them. How evil they are. I mean, you remember if you even suggested that maybe the vaccine was all over you and uh, you get canceled. I got canceled. I'm, I'm to the point now in life, though, is like, you, I, I don't give a shit. I, I don't care if you try to cancel me. Trust me. I'll do that to myself. Um. And I am trying to be more positive. It's frustrating uh, talking about this, but what I would uh, what I would encourage now is, especially in the in the um, in the era of forgiving student loans, if you're that stupid that you don't know what Hamas is doing over there, and if you're that stupid, you sign up for a loan that you need me to repay as someone who didn't go to college but makes money now. If you're that dumb. If, if you're so dumb that you don't realize if you go over to the Gaza Strip and say that you're gay and say or say that you're uh, transgender, if you're so dumb that you think you can pull that off without them killing you, how the fuck did you get into Harvard? So what we should be doing is all these, pro- these loud protests. Well, first of all, I think that because these are the smartest people in the world going to these really high-end bullshit universities, um... That are going to stop being funded, by the way, because a lot of, the, uh, by the way, a lot of a lot of people that donate to these universities are Jewish. They're kind of pissed about it. But you know what we should be doing is, uh, oh, and if, it, like, what you do on the internet. Why are you wearing a mask when you're screaming, "From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free"? Huh? What they, what they show yourself, and you're signing um, petitions to wipe out Israel. You, we should just publish those names. I want to know who's doing it. 
I'm an employer. I hire people. Who are you? I, I think that your future, well, I wouldn't say your future employers, but I would say uh, your the future desk you'll be sitting out with five people that probably could employ you. Let them know what you were up to. Let them know what you were screaming. Let them know how you were attacking uh, um, Jewish people. Let, let them know your stances on that. If you're so smart to get into Harvard too, Palestine will be free. You know what's funny is most of you couldn't find Palestine on a map for two reasons. One, you probably don't know where the Middle East is. You probably think the Middle East is like middle America. And two, Palestine's not a country. It's not though. Now, I mean, people have been living over there longer than I've been alive. And they've been, I mean, people have been fighting over land since since land was invented, since people were invented. But uh, when you're looking at a place like this, uh, I mentioned, I think, in episode 64 that uh, Judaism is the oldest religion. Uh, Christianity is in there, Islam. And, and so, and I'm doing my best not to offend anybody, but what I say, I'm really trying to be respectful um, so Jews, Arabs, Christians, and the rest have all, a lot of people have been there. I, I, I doubt, um, there was dudes in suits rolling around, knocking on your door, telling you about Jehovah. Um, there might've been, we, we, I mean, that's everywhere too. And you even see on some of these, uh, islands that have never been inhabited by, uh, Western influence where you show up, try to preach your religion, they just kill you. So, um, that, that's, not, and that's, that's humanity too. I don't know if that's being taught when you're a kid or because I, I do, like I said earlier, you, you only know what you're taught. If you're taught hate, you're going to hate. But um, um, when, when humankind runs into something they don't understand, the first reaction is to kill it. The first response is to kill it based on emotion too. That's, that's another thing too. I, uh, I, again, not perfect over here. You're just, I'm looking right at you and I'm not perfect, but I do know uh, I've done it. When you respond to something, and it's actually not even a response, it's a reaction. Emotionally, you're probably going to be wrong. You don't need to rile yourself up. And even when people say, you know, well, if, if you're having an issue, you should just vent. And venting's cool. It does work. Getting outside venting, screaming into a pillow works. Uh, um, but a lot of times when you're venting to someone, all you're kind of doing is bringing up the negativity again. And you're reliving the negativity again, reacting emotionally. And that's, that's what, that's, I, you know, one of my sayings too, I'm not going to try to take credit for it is don't react, do respond, but try not to do it emotionally. One, one of the best ways to handle it is to take a breath and, and instead of engaging in the verbal fight, sit back and listen for a little bit and that could help. But we've been killing each other, we, for a long time. I, you know, I've been over there, seen the killing, done the killing, love it to stop. Sometimes you're born in bad places. Sometimes you're dealing with bad stuff. But if we're teaching everyone to be victims, teaching everyone that's the reason you're a victim. If you're never at fault, too, that's probably not going to work. Maybe something you did is your fault. Own it. But that's because if, if you look at that part of the world, too, um, in Israel, you might not know this, that Israel's 73% Jewish and 21% Arab. And then we classify this according to Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, another 6 percent is what we say other that's where i fall in is into other so 73 21 6 equals 100 percent uh just under 10 million people you got everybody right there so that's in israel you're kind of uh welcome there if you look around nearby 20 percent of israel is arabs um gaza 
is zero. Jordan is zero percent Jews. So that's all 100% Muslims in Gaza, Jordan, 100% Egypt, almost 100% Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, Iran, basically 100%. Uh, so there's a lot of land over there too, and Palestinians have have been um, refugees forever. It seems like, and, and King Jordan, of King Jordan, King Abdullah from Jordan, excuse me, the King of Jordan, who uh, um, I, I you know I've heard of stories of him going to SEAL Team Two and coming over and checking out SEAL training, and I've always liked that dude. But he he I'm serious, I haven't. His um, his his wife, um, the Queen, is a Palestinian. I don't know if you know that her parents are, she was raised in Kuwait, but her parents are Palestinian and they're in Jordan and he came out and you can find this. It kind of made up some headlines. Zero, zero, no Palestinians are coming to Jordan. No Palestinians are going to Egypt. Zero red. I think he said red. It's a red line. So with so much land over there, why are they fighting over the Gaza Strip and the West Bank? Why, why aren't other Arab Muslims letting the Palestinians in? They don't want them. I mean, say what you will. But I've been to Jordan. I've actually been to uh, restaurants and stuff in in Amman uh, back in the day before nine eleven. I was over there. That you know, I mean, Abu Musa al Zarqawi was from Jordan. He was pretty bad. He was uh, the leader of Al Qaeda in Iraq. So brutal that Bin Laden even said, "Tone it down, dude." I don't speak Arabic, but whatever the version of "tone it down, dude" in Arabic is, that's what he said. That he was from Jordan. He, I'm assuming based on that crazy fuck, he was uh, also raised to hate. <clears throat> but if we're so so concerned about um, places for for the Palestinians to live, why don't they open up some of that land in in Saudi in, in Saudi Arabia? That's a holy place. Mecca and Medina are in Saudi Arabia. That's that's holy. Um, the other countries, but they're not going to let them in. Even though we we give a bit again, I don't have my notes out. I don't have my math, but I'm pretty sure we give in foreign aid a billion at least a year to Egypt, at least to, that to Jordan. Where's the love? Why aren't you even willing to help? The Abraham Accords, I mean, we, we were getting somewhere. We're, there were flights from Israel to different places in the Middle East, even as far as, I think, Morocco and West Africa, where we're on our way to something good because hopefully we could realize that if we all work together, we can uh, we can probably do some really good stuff. Nope, hey, I'm a victim because of them. And that's the sad mentality. There are places you can go as anybody as uh, in 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 Jerusalem, but not so much in 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 the uh, in the Gaza Strip. So that's not good. And and we're just the victimhood mentality. And I, I'm trying to. I don't have I don't have a degree in journalism. This is the Operator Podcast. Right to tell you what I think. I do. I I will bet you. I've been to more countries than most journalists, especially talking heads, because they're not traveling a lot. What and there's whatever. I mean, again. My experience with the media, other than NPR, has been pretty good. The talent and the producers, especially, just doing their jobs. They do. Are they are required to say stuff that the, that the powers that be that fund make you say? But I've had good experience uh, as far as that. But I've I've learned a hell of a lot more going to places <coughs> than reading about it or hearing about it from a professor that's been pissed off his entire life for whatever reason. Because he, you know, well, I, I'm not going to get into that either. I would love to go to a college seriously. I do want to go to um, two universities to see for myself because you you do see stuff on social media that's going to grind your gears and spin you up. In person, I'm, in person, people are generally good. I I, I go to college uh, campuses, uh, football games, basketball games. I'm going to get into college baseball, and when I'm there, it's not not as bad. I mean, yeah, you got 
young college kids, but I was that age once. And, um, <laughs> you know, I know how people act, but I do want, I do want to check it out. But I, I have, I do have experience also with people who were taught about victimhood and, um, you know, men are bad, um, all that stuff. And you're a victim, so you should get stuff for free, like your college education. Now, and it's not free, by the way. It's the taxpayer. You're going to figure that out, too, when 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 you start making money. And even look at the stuff that's deducted. I, it's like what when people are like, yeah, this is getting deducted. What do you get back in April? You're not getting it back. You had it. The government took it. They stole it. Taxation is theft. It's even like this stuff, too. If you, if you notice, they can't get anything done in in dc because the lawmakers are in charge there and they're yeah we're gonna close the government and they push it until the like the day before thanksgiving where you won't notice they're gonna push it again we don't need a government shutdown yeah we do yes we do the only reason a lot of well there's a few reasons politicians don't want a government shutdown one is they might not get paid but they always find a way to get paid they always find a way to vote for their own pay raises that's pretty good good job congress but uh yeah i guess i mean if the government shut down, they're, they're, they're afraid that we would realize how little we need them. And we don't need them very much. Any of it. Let the Marine Corps run the DMV. Continue to pay the vets. We might be fine. But, <clears throat> like I said, I have seen what some people are taught. I was on the Gutfeld, uh, Greg Gutfeld show on, on Fox. And I made a joke. I mean, and it's, it's okay to ha- never lose your sense of humor. That's one thing I, I, I really think I'm good at. I try to be. You're going to miss... Uh, it helps if you if you make fun of yourself once in a while, but don't lose your sense of humor. It's simply irony, and you don't mean it. But there was this group of um, of people, the Islamic State in, in Levant in Syria called ISIS. You may have heard of them. I mentioned them just a second ago. They were run by some people. I'm assuming were raised to hate and a lot of psychopaths, and they got the run of the place too. And and even like with ISIS. And there's ISIS flags being shown at protests, pro-Hamas, pro, not even pro-Hamas, just anti-Israel. And they're saying free, free Palestine. You ever notice, too, a lot of these whack jobs that call other people Nazis, that uh, say that uh, they made make America great again, a white supremacist term. It's just people want to make America great, but they really love throwing Nazis, even though they're the ones showing swastikas to Jewish people. Um, and they wanted to get rid of Israel. You know, like watching those um, high school kids in San Francisco march through free, free Palestine from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. I can't help but watch and think, man, Hitler would be proud of you. But these wackos that, that you know, it's admit nothing, deny everything, make counter accusations. If like <laughs> Antifa stands for anti-fascist and they're going after the fascists using fascist te- techniques, shutting someone down, cancel culture, Sololinsky, fascism, communism, that's what they're using. They, they, but the point I'm getting is when you're burning down cities in a mostly peaceful pro, uh, protest and you're getting on TV calling the death to uh, Israel um, and supporting the words aren't coming to me as far as what they did to uh, what they did to these people in their beds on a holiday in, in Israel. Um, when you get professors that are saying it was uh, it was a it was a day of enlightenment to watch uh, to watch what happened because they're the oppressed are now using violence to you can see them type crap and then they're raising the flag of ISIS raising the flag of Hamas it wasn't even safe when ISIS was rolling through to be a Muslim because and this is again when you get into the hardcore portion are you Muslim yes are you the right kind of Muslim no 
because they're hardcore. ISIS is hardcore Sunni. And if you were a Shia run through there, they're going to ask you to. Re- they, they, there's different beliefs. And that's, again, a fascinating um, podcast that I would love to talk about. I, I have read a lot about Islam. Uh, I've read a lot about other religions, too, just because I, I would love it if maybe we could all be right or at least get along. But if, if you roll through parts, and they're, again, I'm not encouraging you to go search for it. I'm sure you have because there's the Internet. But videos of, of uh, you know, stopping truck drivers. ISIS was doing that, and then they had them recite a prayer, but it was a wrong prayer. They execute them. It's not safe to be with a lot of these people, and yet you have professors out there ranting and raving. <laughs> What's this? Uh, um, at Cornell, Professor Russell Rickford was talking about, what did he say in the first few hours after the attack? He was saying uh, it was exhilarating and energizing, which I don't, I mean, it's probably exhilarating when, animals sorry animals when savages with guns come into your house to kill you in the morning on a on a um holiday on a saturday it's probably exhilarating then it turns into sheer horror but it wasn't safe to be over there with isis i made a joke on gutfeld show because (coughs) some of these uneducated people would go over there to join the caliphate to join the islamic state and then realize quickly that was a bad idea one group of these people were called isis brides So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the United States or the UK, and I'm gonna go to Syria so I could be an ISIS bride. Again, like a lot of things, like one of those cruises that you win, or you get a free trip to Disney um, because you have to go to a one-hour seminar and a timeshare. It looks great on paper, but once you get there, ah, oh, fuck. So I made a joke saying on, on Gutfeld that uh, that yeah, some of these some of these uneducated. Oh, I'm sorry. Well probably highly educated by that. I mean, they went to a university where communist te- professors, I got to say a professor because they have tenure because why wouldn't they? So they sit in a room to learn from someone who's never left the room, who learned from someone who never left the room, who learned from someone who never left the room spewing hate um, that. You, so they're educated people. They, they, went over, they went over to Syria and the joke was they thought they were going to the promised land and then they end up getting pass around like a joint at a fucking fish concert to me because it was recorded the gutfeld show was recorded and you can edit that out i thought i mean it's not funny to i'm making light of it but be smart about being stupid hey white girl <laughs> it was raised christian southern baptist might not want to go to syria to hang out with these boys because in between cutting off heads and diddling their farm animals they got to do something else to fill the time, and that's you. But <laughs> we finished recording Gutfeld, and I went outside, and I was just, I was walking home, and, and a college-age educated woman came up to me and said, so that joke you told about the fish concert, you think it's funny? You think rape is funny? And I said, no. <laughs> I hope that should be everyone's answer. That's not funny. It's not funny at all. I was pointing out the irony of... If you, they don't agree with 100, if you don't agree with 100% of what they're doing, even if you want to be a bride, by the way, if you did research or had a proper professor, you would realize in some of these places, I'm on Jordan, Afghanistan, Western Pakistan, some places in Saudi Arabia, even though they have money, it ain't cool to be a bride even because you're not a lot of rights. I think, I mean, are they driving cars yet? And, and, and talking about that too, then, you, you know, um, Bad mouth and not bad mouth, questioning my a, a joke, which again, it's not funny, but this is what's happening. Open your eyes. And a lot of times people telling the truth that the leftists hate, just trying to tell you the truth. 
they come after us. I mean, it's like we want to defend you. We're telling you this because we want success for this country, for this way of life. For uh, we got 2024 coming up. You know, we maybe we can pull something off. But again, you get these people trapped in their own bubble, being told who to hate, and eventually it's, it, it is going to come back the hard way. The open border, that's a political thing until it turns into everything. Look at the chaos going on right now uh, at the border. Every Everybody from every corner of the world is coming over, not because the wall's not there, because of the ridiculous policy coming from the left. And, and a lot of it's on purpose. A lot of the communists who have taken over doing this on purpose. They're never going to see the results, but they are going to get reelected. But of course, we being the United States, who has been sheltered for so long because of... Oceans on each side. Uh, naturally, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, was on television last night, and he did talk a little bit about Israel. And it's great that he's it's great that he's talking about Israel, and we need to support Israel. He needs to be tougher on Iran. Still hasn't really mentioned Iran, or has mentioned Iran. For some reason, the left loves Iran. Keep giving them money, even right now with the hundred million dollars they're giving to the Palestinians. I, I feel bad for the Palestinian people that are in there too. They're trapped, not just trapped too by. Uh, they're trapped by Hamas. They're not going to let them leave. They're uh, purposely putting their military installations, weapons, in places like hospitals, in places where civilians live. And they're not letting the civilians leave. And if you try to, they'll kill you. By the way, if you if you put civilians in front of a military target, that's war crimes. You don't bring that up. But we are going to give a bunch of money to the Palestinians through the United Nations, which United Nations thinks... Hamas is a legitimate government because they actually are because they were voted in power 2005, 2006, haven't done anything since. The Palestinians voted them in, Um, haven't done anything about it. I think their approval rating is somewhere in the 90s. It's going to go up. And now this administration is saying, yeah, we're giving money to the Palestinians for aid. But if Hamas uses it, boy, what? The UN's going to give it to Hamas. Hamas is going to use it to buy missiles. You're funding Hamas. I wish I could say, pull your head out of your ass enough, but I can't. And no one's listening. I'm trying to give solutions. You keep giving the bear honey, the bear's going to keep eating the honey. The money's not going to the Palestinians. Of course, you mentioned uh, Ukraine. The president mentioned Ukraine. Got to mention Ukraine, too, because God forbid we, well, actually, it'd be better for them if we forgot about Ukraine. Just keep shipping them your money. You know, it's like, I can just see Zelensky poking his gnarly little head around the corner. Uh, Is this a bad time? We're going to keep pumping money there, and then we're going to give money to different foundations that are going to rebuild Ukraine. Where's that money going to go? Don't even want to get into that today. But yeah, we're going to fund them. And then then we they want, they're already talking about bringing in a million Palestinian refugees. Now, if Palestinians are mainly Egyptian and Jordanian, and Egypt and Jordan don't want them, I mean... I mean, what's going to happen? Do we do we need to bring a million more refugees here? We already got other countries here. Wait till the sleeper cells clack off, too. That are here. Yes, China, but also Hamas. But also ISIS, who's working with the cartels and Al-Qaeda. They're here. And then what's going to happen? Gun-free zones. They're going to attack them, and then every leftist that obviously doesn't have a gun because guns are bad is, where was my protection? I'm a victim. Yeah, you're a victim. They're not going to treat you as well. But that's the thing. And then... Before the 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 address from the White House, I think was that his second in his term, which is just riveting. I mean, you got you got you can only do so many. 
you can only talk to the American public so much if you're so busy going to the beach to take a nap or getting some ice cream or falling down. You can, come on. And uh, the president went over there completely blown off by Egypt and Jordan because the press, who's not accountable, said that Israel bombed it. So in protest, blah, blah, blah. Not sure Israel didn't do it. They did it, but they still blew him off as a complete sign of disrespect. But what's he going to do? <laughs> he... he uh, and you know he get he, he goes over there. Then on the way back to this is this is what bothers me. And I, I can't say this enough. I want him to succeed. I want this. In, I want the country to succeed. It's not going to this way. Some of the all all the talk was was about the funding, the money you're going to start sending to the Middle East and to Ukraine. <clears throat> spend, spend, spend. You know we have the Republicans who can't even decide on a speaker. They they own the House. Can't decide. They're going to vote the money, your money. Take a look at those taxes again. That's not going to you. It's not going to homeless vets. I saw a study. Did I mention this? That they could cure, cure. Well, they could really help poverty, homelessness with $20 billion if we invested in the country. And again, I don't think government programs aren't going to work. You need the private sector. Government sucks. They suck egg rolls. The, the government sucks balls. The government sucks big, hairy balls. But $20 billion allegedly could at least address the homeless issue. I know a lot of vets. I know a lot of people struggling to pay their mortgage. That would help them. I don't like government handouts, but I certainly don't like sending your tax dollars to Ukraine. That's what they talked about. Um, no respect because we're going to give it to them. Germany doesn't give a shit. They're not going to pay. But the president went over there, and then on the way back, I, I want us to succeed, but you need to succeed. At some point, you need to have a strong leader. So on the flight back, after he got blown off, and it is, it is a, shine, a sign of solidarity. I agree with the president going over there. But he didn't do much. And uh, on the flight back, he was, did you see the video of the president of the United States talking to the press pool? And what was up with his chin, by the way? Did you see that shit? Weird. But uh, he's talking to the press pool, and you can see him slowly getting surrounded by the cabinet. Uh, because they're hearing what he's not saying. Including the the one I noticed was Corinne Jean Pierre, KJP. Um, they're surrounding the president because they hear him trying to talk, trying to think, and and you can sort of get a feel for why the president is not allowed to ad lib because he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. It gets to a point where you got a geriatric grandpa that doesn't not only does he not know how many grandkids he has, he doesn't really know what he's saying, and he's talking to these people, and you can see the cabinet start to say, okay. They're going to see who this guy really is, and we need to get him out. So the president's talking, and Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, <clears throat> which, by the way, I think is the most difficult job in the White House because you need to speak for the president, or at least for the administration, and you get up in front of there, and um, she has proven not to be very good at this job. And the, me the they own the media. The media is dying for them to look good. And you can see what she sounds like, and she's the queen of uh, – to be clear, and we've always been clear, and just to be clear, and then you got Jen Psaki before her, tough job again, but Jen Psaki's, the reason she's not the press secretary, I'm assuming right now, is because she's still circling back on a lot of stuff, she's circling back, she circled back to CNN, she's got a job, that's pretty cool. Tough job though, we've seen it all. Um, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders I thought was awesome. Um, the, the, the Democrats have had, have had good uh, press secretaries, Jay Carney, Joss Ernest. Uh, Dana Perino did a kick-ass job under Bush, and then um, Tony Snow was awesome. Ari Fleischer was there from January of 2001 to till July of 2003, and he he had the the really hard part. We we went to war in um, 
in uh, Afghanistan after 9-11, and then he had to sell the war in Iraq. Again, another um, another podcast episode about Iraq. I think we've covered that before. This is 65. I think we covered that in like three. But um, the point is they work for the president. They're the mouthpiece of the administration, but you work for the president. And, and President Biden's out there, and you hear uh, Karine Jean-Pierre start saying, okay, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. Okay, wrap it up. As the president's talking. Now, <clears throat> my first question is, um, why do you need to wrap it up? This is an 11-hour flight that we're all on, and the food's pretty good. The president, maybe, and even if you said, hey, off the record and talk to the press or something, but the cameras are rolling, and you can see, wrap it up. You got time. What are you wrapping up? Why? Why don't you want the president to talk to the press? Tell us. Tell the voters. I mean, you don't need to tell the 80-plus million that voted for this guy, but the other half of the country that are apparently domestic terrorists, which is, according to this administration, a bigger threat to democracy than the killers who want to kill you and kill me. I got a shotgun, whatever. Um, But uh, he's not really explaining anything. They're cutting him off, and the press isn't saying much. But my question, who does that to a president, the commander-in-chief, the leader of the free world? What aide sits there and says, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap Can Can you imagine if Kayleigh McEnany did that to President Trump? Can you imagine if a strong leader was told to wrap it up? Who the fuck do you think you are? If And Kaylee McEnany was awesome, too. I mean, and she's still awesome. Uh, sharp as a tack. And, and being uh, on that side, on the right, with that media and the press pool, um, you got to have your shit together because they're going to bounce. They're going to get out of there and report every bad thing that you said. But she was awesome. But can you imagine if Kaylee McEnany said to President Trump, wrap it up? Okay. If anyone says wrap it up to the to Donald Trump, guess what? You're fucking fired. Everyone that works for you is fired. Probably everyone that you talk to that day is fired. You don't talk to the president of the United States like that. He should be able to talk to the press whenever he wants, but he doesn't. He talks about funding. Doesn't bother him at all. They, they needed to go over there because his... The, the the liberal media runs most of the polling, and he's in the tank. If he was going to be around to run for a second term, his uh, his numbers are horrifying. I mean, even Democrats are coming out saying they don't want him to run. It was a good insurance policy to get Vice President Kamala Harris on the ticket. But he's, he's over there to raise funds to show of, you know, <clears throat> Joe Biden's never going to see what happens as a result of a lot of these ridiculous, he's a, he's, he overspent the government overspends. He's, he's not going to, and I'm again, I'm not, I'm probably not going to be around. <laughs> when the, we're talking 25 to 30 years. When you see these drastic and dramatic and horrific, devastating effects that a lot of these spending policies are going to the open border. You're going to see, it. well, your kids are going to see it. Their kids are going to see it. The decisions you're making now, what are they doing for your kids? I know it's awesome to, uh, run around campus and cheer for the dudes that are smashing girls in the face with volleyballs because he's a she. But what's going to happen with that open border, with the terrorists that are coming in, with China that's coming in, buying up all the land because we can't say anything because China was smart enough to get in the pockets of these corrupt politicians to, 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 to get them to do this in favor and not say a bad thing about Iran. Let them buy the land. Let them own the food. What's going to happen to your kid? Tell them that shit. Help your kids next semester if they're in college when they're registering for courses. Maybe avoid the uh, gender studies 
and the fat studies. I could teach both those courses right now. Mm-hmm. For fat studies, here's your course. Put the spoon down. Class dismissed. <laughs> but uh, he's out there raising funds, and it's going to be really interesting because if you've noticed that the... Uh, God, we're always getting into politics. Look at my computer full of notes. I'm off on a damn... But um, a lot of a lot of big time. There's a, there's a cap on what you can donate to a uh, campaign. It's under a million, I want to say for at least. And again, the, that's not in my notes because I'm not looking at them. But it's a lot. If um, a lot of these huge donors to the left, and I'm not even talking about the uh, the nationwide election when when um, machines break at three in the morning because of a pipe failure, or when. Uh, um, Johnny Fat Body Benz rolls up to a, a polling joint with a trunk full of um, mail-in ballots. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like when there's so many donations from California going into the gubernatorial election in Georgia. Uh, a lot of these big donors on the left, and they're, they're le- a lot of them are Jewish. And you're seeing this stuff happen at the universities that they fund. You're seeing what's happened in the politics that they fund, the anti-Semitism on the left. And the anti-Semitism is is a lot bigger than it than we we need it to be, but uh, uh, mostly on the left. And the word they use is resistance. A lot of resistance out there. A lot of resistance. If someone's saying resistance, resistance, eh, they're definitely a victim. Probably not doing the right thing. But it will be interesting to see what these donors for these universities that are too expensive anyway do. A lot of these Hollywood donors do with the left. Are they, are they going to change their tune? And I'm not saying you need to vote Republican. One of the problems too with the two part of the uniparty, if you will, is you're not going to get the funding from either side if you're not a Democrat or a Republican. Independents have a tendency to ruin it. I mean, uh, Bernie Sanders gets in there. Some people turn to independents when they're, once they're elected because all they care about is themselves. I mean, at least Bernie Sanders tells you what he thinks face to face. But um, it's, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where the funding goes, if it goes anywhere. I mean, what is it, 31% still support a lot of the foreign policy that Joe Biden has? So, and again, 30-something percent. And the, like, even when they're voting, if the vote was today, who would you vote for? Joe Biden or Donald Trump? 12% are undecided. <laughs> You're undecided. All right. Undecided. I have a bridge to sell you. Oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you, baby. But we need strong leadership. That's the whole point, too. Uh, it. You, you're not going to go there. You're not going to please everyone. I'm, God, I'm so tired of hearing love defeats hate. Nah, not really. I mean, let's a Beatles album. Love defeats hate. Sure, we can love each other back here, but we need someone up front with a goddamn gun and a helmet ready to defend you. But we, we don't really have that because, like, uh, for example, uh, Qasem Soleimani was the head of the elite... Bleh, Revolutionary Guard in Iran, and they, you know, they they know how to make IEDs and stuff. And then we somehow managed to get them some technology in Iran. We love sending them money too. I don't know what is the deal with that. Cat pallets of cash, pallets of euros at night. Love that Iran nuclear deal. What is up with the left and the media? I'm legit asking you. And if you're in the media and you're reporting this, can we talk peaceful nuclear energy for Iran? You out of your fucking mind? Um, yeah, but they're, they're going to build nukes. What's the first thing Iran's going to do with a nuke? What do you think? People are capable of crossing a border and cutting off the heads of babies, burning people alive, raping dead people. What would they do with nuclear energy? They're going to, tr- they're telling you 
They're going to wipe Israel off the map. When bad guys tell you they're going to do something, just believe them. Why is it so hard to believe them? Why is it um, that when when someone says, we're going to go to this place and we're going to uh, kill every Jewish family that we can find worldwide, why do you? Why does the left always say, well, what do they really mean? What's their true intention? What do they mean by that? <laughs> and we're trying to give it to them. I don't know why they do that. But when um, Qasem Soleimani, Republican, sorry, Revolutionary Guard. I get, I get those elite Revolutionary Republican Guard type people over there that were just completely worthless. But Soleimani was running it all uh, in Iran. Number one state sponsor of terror. Oh, Here's a good one. Iran is the number one state sponsor of terror. They put it out everywhere. Soleimani was running running Hezbollah, running the Houthis, running Hamas, Sunni Shia, trying to wipe out Israel, going back and forth. Uh, um, you know who the number two state sponsor of terror is? Qatar. Hmm. Where's all the leaders of Hamas and the Taliban? Qatar. Doha. We got generals over there too. Qatar. Bad people over there. We're negotiating stuff over there for the Taliban. Didn't work out well, but at least we left them every piece of weaponry, which was used, I think. Those were M4s. Weren't they being used by Hamas to kill innocent people on a holiday in their homes? So um, I wonder where their cigarette lighters were from that they burnt houses down with people in them were from. <clears throat> but when we had a strong leader, uh, Soleimani was killed in Iraq. What was he doing there? Hmm, what do you think? And that's like a land bridge over to Israel. But they killed him and told... And Iran, if you can imagine, had a day of rage, blah, blah, fucking blah. We're going to do you know you're not because we're going to bomb your ports. We're going to bomb your oil field. Israel will too. You're not doing shit. You don't have the capability and you're not flying anywhere. You're going to get off some rockets. You're going to get some suicide. You're not flying shit. Go up against a 27-year-old stud in an F-15. I'll, we'll send two. Good luck. But Iran knows that. And then like when they get to a point, because it's the Iranian people, just like the Palestinians, under really, really horrible, um, violent jihadi governments. The black flag was raised in Iran, meaning the Mahdi is coming, and we'll look up to that later, but that's the end of times. By the way, their end of times is way different than your end of times, but they're related. <laughs> they, they happen together. Um, but with a strong leader like that, you can shut them down. Don't give them that damn money. Cut them off. Let the people rise up and then support it. The left doesn't support the, the, the uprising either. Because if, if, if the, get a load of this, if the liberals took over in Iran and Pakistan, get rid of the, uh, the, the hardliners, it would be a lot better off. But since the Islamic Revolution in 1979, it's been bad and they've hated us. The only good thing about Iran is that we've been given the title of the great Satan. And I think uh, Israel's like Satan Jr., but they're closer, so they're going to wipe them out first with the nuclear weapons that we give them if we don't get our heads out of our asses. Um, but that, you know, be, you can see what's happening. It, it's as apparent with the bad leadership right now. I want a solution. I'm not trying to badmouth everybody. I'm trying, I want to help. I want to go to the universities and talk to people. I'll do it. I want to go outside and talk to screaming cr crowds that seem very, um, reasonable. <laughs> They're going to be reasonable when, yeah, we're, we've already mentioned that too, but I'm not just trying to 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 badmouth everyone, but but um, it's it's almost like, do you not see this? But some people refuse to, and some people are doing it on purpose. They love the um, the rise of communism, they love the rise of Marxism, they love the cancel culture, they love that stuff too until it affects them, which it will. It'll affect your grandkids, but strong. The, sorry, 
tell me that there's not poor leadership when when Zelensky met with President Trump, he wore a suit and tie. You know why? Because you wear a suit and tie when you meet the President of the United States, when you're on the Senate floor. Now Zelensky shows up in that uh, tracksuit, and the and John Fetterman or his stand-in show up in that. Uh, I don't think a hoodie and shorts is a good look anyway. That's just me. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I shit. Dad bod. What are you gonna do? <clears throat> and I. But I do want to give solutions. I do want to. Um. I do want to understand why there's such hate on college campuses. I want to understand why it's my job to pay for their shitty education. I don't want to pay for that education. If, if, if an employer won't hire you, why should I pay for the crap decision that you made or the loan you took out? I got a couple loans, paid them off. Working on the mortgage, you know, pay, instead of instead of uh, teaching them hate and that they're victims, maybe teach them that you can put an extra payment on the mortgage that you might not get because your credit shitty because of your loan you should have taken out. That if you pay, like the majority of your mortgage at home, you're paying on your interest. If you start paying towards the principal only, extra payments you're going to pay off your house quicker but what does that matter because you're you know it's a 30-year mortgage unless you got a adjustable an arm and then you're just stupid too unless you flip the house which whatever man we're getting into a lot of stuff here i was trying to talk about what i know about the middle east and whatnot but that's um for another day but the president came out he's talking it's obviously election time the republicans can't decide on who to elect and they're taking breaks and you even hear them right now like we're, we're gonna do this but man it's coming up on thanksgiving and christmas and we had to work or they took august off that's what congress does but, um, yeah, if, if they just left town, I w- how long do you think we left? Put that in the comments, at Mikuya. And also, uh, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H, the name I made up, but I'm not going to get into why it's Mikuya. <clears throat> but put that in the comments, too. What, what do you think would happen? Honestly, let's, let's do this, because it's never happened, because the government's good at keeping themselves in, in uh, office and at work, if it's work, really. Um, what would happen if they shut the government down? What would happen if we didn't have the EPA? What would happen if those regulations weren't a part of what, what would happen if we didn't have an unelected bureaucrat telling you that you can't have propane and stop farting and eat that burger made of bugs? Bug burger. Bug burgers. <laughs> there's, a ch- there's a chain we can loot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, it's going on and it's, 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 it's really not hard to know the truth. So just try to, try to speak the truth. Try to see the truth. Try to listen to the truth. Sit back and listen for a second. I'm going to take my own advice. I'm going to try to sit back and listen. If you uh, keep that pump action shotgun, sit back, listen, take a deep breath. Calm down. You're never out of the fight. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 